Bruchim Abayim B'Shem Hashem Benachnuchem B'Shem Hashem Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shir Shabbos Bereshis Really thought honestly that the Shir would resume tonight to the 9 o'clock slot Unfortunately <coughs> as you might hear not just yet there Hopefully, hopefully, Medshem next week. She is Lila Nishmas, Avachosir Atomim, Shalom, Ben, Rishia, Oliver Shalom. You can only imagine how much he enjoyed Shabbos Bereshis. After the torturous season of the Masregim, even going through Yom through Sukkis, where technically everybody had their Esrig, everybody was finished and ready, he still had plenty of people knocking on his doors. Shyness, Adasim, Pitten fell off, Amaisi, Chef. So, Yom wasn't exactly peaceful for him either. I'm sure, not saying firsthand, I can't tell you that. But definitely, when he came to Shabbos Bereshis, he was able to breathe a sigh of relief. Minik Chabad, of course, is Minik Shabbos Bereshis. We say the entire Tehillim in the morning, before davening, which means we start about 8.30. Those of us that are earlier in order to be able to be finished, And then we daven. Shabbos Bereshis is known to be in a different level than any Shabbos of a whole year. The Rebbe would ask Chazan Talashevsky, Beish Talashevsky, to daven, when he daven for the Yomid and Shabbos Bereshis, to see to incorporate the Nusach of all the Yom Tevim throughout Tishrei. And very eloquently he did so. He had Kadeshim that he put this way and that way and this Nusuch and that Nusuch. It was a treat. The only thing is though that Shabbat Rishas, as we said, we say Tilum first, at 10.30 Shachar started. And he sought to it to incorporate plenty of Nigunim into his davening. The Kriya Satera is far from short say the least, for those of us that say Chitas daily, you've experienced that already. And then Musaf again, with the same fervor, and the same spirit. So there were times, literally, where the Febrengen, which starts at 1.30, they announced the Febrengen, the Rebbe's Febrengen will be when we are ready, the Mizayin Great, which is an interesting phenomenon on its own. And Baruch Hashem, who is 
two Shabbos Bereshis by the Rebbe as ex- an experience that was unsurpassed. Fabrengen, the Shabbos Bereshis, they would sell the mitzvahs of the year. But for the Gabbai to be a real Gabbai, the Rebbe would insist that he wear Ishtaraimu. I personally don't recall an explanation to that, but I do remember it very vividly. The Gabbai would stand up there with Ishtaraimu, and they would take bids for the certain mitzvahs throughout the year. Psichsar and Hagbeglila, all the different and it also took time. Very rarely they move the clock before Shabbos Bereshis, so Shabbos did end quite late, relatively, like seven o'clock. And there were times that Mincha Davened after Fabregen was borderline shkiyat, to say the least. Shemayat Hashem, we were talking about. We will talk about in during this year. What is borderline? The Rebbe though would be very, very high spirits, and the Fabrengans were very, very deep. The Sikhs generally, Shabbos Bereish is very, very deep Sikhs. So today's day and age, they took it to a different level. They want to make sure that they get buyers for the mitzvahs. So they sell their mitzvahs after after Shachr, after Kriya. No, after Shachris, before Kriya Zatera. Hence, davening on Shabbos could finish the area of 3 o'clock without a problem. 770. So many people took to not being interested in sitting around for that, um, or what they would call shenanigans, and therefore they would, after Shachris, go out to the hall, the foyer, the sefetera, and they would lay in there. Davin was there. And that became very popular now as well. He didn't make much of a dent in the crowd inside. But I'm sure 50, 60, 70 people would follow suit thereafter. There'd be two or three minyanim of Kriya And then of course you have those that have no intention of buying any of the mitzvahs and don't even bother coming to Shul and Shabbos Breshas. They daven elsewhere so that they don't have to go through this. We'll talk about that as well, Mitzvah, during this year. The concept of time, the value of time. Needless to say, it's important that we understand and realize the Rebbe's Vart, Friedrich Rebbe's, the Rebbe before. We 
The way we establish ourselves on Shabbos Bereshis, as we said before, is very holy Shabbos. We are set for the year. All the Shabbos of the year will be, fall into place the same way. If we treat it frivolous, frivolously, but if we take heed, apply ourselves, and utilize every minute to tell mitzvahs, we will be paving the way for the rest of the Shabbat of the year. So there are those that come to Shul and have no intention of buying any of the mitzvahs or no money to do so. And they'll sit with a Chumash, with a Rambam, with a Sefer, Sefer Maimarim, and they'll sit and learn during that hour, hour and a half of the shenanigans. The Mechiris HaMitzvahs. Shabbos Bereshis obviously is the first Pasha of the Teda. Bereshis Baralikimis Hashemayimus Haritz. First three words. Bereshis, Boro, Elikim, Bereshis ends with a Sof, Boro with an Aleph, Elikim with a Mem. These the, are the letters MS. Truth, showing us from the beginning HaKadosh Baruch who created the pureness of truth. How important is the one that follows the ways of the Teda to be in a truthful way. Bereshis, Cheda, starts the Teda. Starting off the Teda, ask any little child, often Pripachek, and they'll tell you that the Teda starts with an Aleph. So the letter Bez, as we said last week, since the last letter of the Tehidah Yisrael is a Lamed, the Lamed and the Bez constitute the word Lev, referring to the heart of a person that a person needs to have etched in their heart the words of Tehidah forever. As we know, the word Tehidah comes from the word Heira, which is a lesson, and we're going to try to learn several different lessons from this week's parsha, Hakadosh Baruch Hu created the world. Six days, on the seventh, he rested. Hakadosh Baruch Hu created a world. Yesh me'ayin, making a yesh, making an existence of something that looks like it exists. From ayin, from nothing. Ha'aretz ha'isa, toyu vavoyu. And this is a question that we've asked a million times, never answer. There was nothing before God created the world. Baralikim is the Shemayim 
And yet it says, Horetz Hoysa. The Horetz was. Was Tayyubavay, whatever that is and whatever it's worth, whatever it stands for. But it was. What was there? And when Akash Baruch Hu says that if you don't accept the Tayyubavay on the Sinai, I will return the world to Tayyubavay, what is Tayyubavay? Besides, what kind of threat could it be if I don't even know what it is? The Shnara things come to the house of people. If you don't give me food, I'll do what my parents did. People used to get intimidated and they'd give them food. One day someone got bold enough and said, And what did your parents do? This is went to sleep hungry. So what is Tayyab of you? Can't tell you. I'll ask that question over and over and over again. Unfortunately, never have the answer. Chesus explains it. Zaya explains it. For our mind to actually grasp, I'm not attempting to translate it to no, the nothingness. We were taught Tayyab of Pust and Vist. Was made Pust and Vist? Das ist Teich, Tayyab of Okay. Sorry. Let us go fast forward from Barish's Barali Kim to the sixth day of creation. The Pasik tells us, The Almighty saw all that he had done, and it was toiv me'oid. Very good. If you keep a score at home, it's a Gemara, in the beginning of Ahmed Bez on in Sanhedrin, Lamed Ches, 38, side 2 on the top. The Gemara tells us, Chet etzadas v'girusha shalad merishin meganeden hiserachshu b'yembrias adam. When did the sin of the tree of knowledge take place? On the day that Adam Rishon was created. B'yoyim hashishi shalabri on the sixth day of creation. Wow. Wow is a question. Wow. How? You want to tell me? You want to tell me that we were endowed with 613 mitzvahs? And we're saying, Rabbi Nishan, it's too much. We can't take 613 mitzvahs. How can we do this? So we want 500? Well, if he gave us 500, we could try to. Da- Maybe we want 200. We could bargain. Then Akash Baruch turns around and says, Adam Marishan, the first person, had one mitzvah, one commandment. Do not touch the Eitz Hadas. Never mind eat from it. You may not touch it. If you touch it, you might come to eat it. Therefore, don't touch it. Adam Marishan was not created in the first day of creation, as we said. It's created on the sixth day of creation. And even at that, not in the beginning of the day. 
There was approximately three hours from other nations' creation till Shabbos. He couldn't hold himself back in three hours from doing an Aveda. One mitzvah, not 613. If that's the case, says the Gemara, I have a major question. Is Kolesh also in a Tev Ma'id? It was very good, everything that he did. The sin and its punishment of being thrown out of Gan Eden was Tev Ma'id? How can it be Ma'id? And if you look into Rashi's explanation, then the question becomes even stronger. The Chazal say, Tev is the Yetzir Tev, and Ma'id is the Yetzir Hara. In addition, Bereshit Rabbit says, Tev is the angel of life, and Ma'id is the angel of death. <coughs> Thank you. So the question gets even stronger. The Sahara and the Malach Hamavas, where they fall into Taiv Ma'id. Very good. So therefore we come now to what was the true intention, the true kavona, the kavona pnimius of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, when he created bad. Lomered in practice. Let's talk practical. He created a world to have a dwelling place here in this world. He wanted all these mitzvahs being done. He wanted this Torah being studied. Why create the monkey wrench? And if you're creating the monkey wrench, why throw it into the mix? The snake, the Eitzahara, the Malachamavis. This was all created through HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Tachlis HaTayv. There's no such thing that HaKadosh Baruch Hu does that's not ultimate good. We need to therefore dig deep down. Dig into our resources and to find where's the good in evil. We've spoken before of a person that's embarrassed, reprimanded, 
in public. Shamed in public. And then they hold their tongue. They don't answer. They don't respond. They don't rebuke. The person at that point in time, in their lowest level of shame, in their most painful time of hurt, is able to give brachas, blessings of the highest levels. They become pure. And again we ask, such a bad state, such a lowly state, where do they get elevated from? Where does we find good in the bad? Tal-Tarev explains the Terer, the good, in the essence good here, is the Koyach HaTshuva, the power of repentance. If not for the bad, there would be no tshuva. If the world was created in a perfect world, where everything was fine and dandy, and there would be no sin, no deterrence of the good in the right way, there'd be no need for tshuva, no need to repent. So dafka through this that the Yitzhahara was created and can cause a person to sin in they are presented the opportunity of tshuva. And we all know, keeping score at home, the Gemara Yuma, Beivavam and Beis. Zdainis, not so like Azachias. The sins, not only are wiped out, they become as merits to him. And therefore the Mokim Shabbat Shuvah aimed him in Tzadikim Munichalim Lamit. Where the Balchuvah is, the greatest Sadik cannot rise up to. This is where we see the Toiv Ma'id, the very good. It says on the sixth day, Anything created prior to the sixth day, is a symbol of the the, own, the essence of good. And the fullness, the completion of, of creation. The way it was created through HaKadosh Baruch and therefore it says, on each thing that God created, Vayar Elekim Kitaiv. God saw that it was good. But by creating the person with the Yetzahara, it not only was good, it was Taiv Ma'id. Very good. Because he was now given the strength from above, to ascertain and to reach 
to achieve a level that he could never achieve before. Nothing to talk about. The sin is disgusting, despicable. The sin is lowly. And it's against God's will. Obviously. But, says the Tana. But, says the Tana. That the fact that the person is able to do tshuva, he reaches a level higher than that of the tzaddikim, who never sinned at all. And this is a reference to Yisrael Ha'er The light is stronger amongst the dark. If there's never any darkness and you put on a flashlight, you don't see anything. Only in the dark, if you light a match, do you see it illuminate. Do you see what the light does for you? And this is the concept of Rahman of a person sins and the Ibishta helps and he does chuva, he elevates it to that much of a higher level. <coughs> this therefore requires a life lesson to person. A person says, I cannot come to what you're asking of me. I can't do it. We know, keeping score at home, the Yimara, Brachas, Nandalad Amralav says, when it says in Kriyashma, with two basin, it refers to Shnei Yitzharecha. Yitzhahara and Yitzhatev. And in the beginning, the person is created only with Yitzhahara. And they grow up until Bar Mitzvah. And they say, Adirava. The whole idea of the Yitzhahara is to fulfill Akadosh Baruch Hu's mission and to improve on it to the fact that the person does tshuva and turns over the Avedis to Tzuyas. Let's understand that for a moment. When a person does a mitzvah, they do a mitzvah, they get a merit for it. They get a schus. They get a schus. Let's um, put a point system. This mitzvah, they get 10 points. This mitzvah, 20. This mitzvah, 100. You get points. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, the flip side, when you do an Aveda, you're losing points. Or you're getting minus. However, let us say you have a minus 10 from an Aveda. When you do Tshuva, that Aveda becomes a plus 20, plus 30. It gets elevated to a level that you could not achieve with a mitzvah. This is the Zdenis Nasli Kezachis. 
And therefore, the ultimate fulfillment of the creation was Davke through the bringing down sin. Davke after that, through that, we reach the achieve Tev Ma'id. The Tachlis Hashlimis. And an Aliyah of the entire creation. Until we reach to the Shlemus, the highest of high, which will be the Geula Mitzvah Hashlema, take it from Yad Mamish. Vayichal Elikim Vayim Hashvim Elachte Asher Osa. Baruch finished. Six days, the creation. And the completion, as the Torah tells us, Vayichal Elikim Vayim Hashvim he completed on the seventh day the work that he had done. From these words we see when did he finish? Yemashvi on Shabbos. Shabbos Kaidish Baruch worked seriously. Sirashi says, calm down. I don't know the exact notion of, of Rashi when it was the words calm down, but it means calm down. Basar Vadam, the man of flesh and blood, as we say in reference to them, We don't know, nobody knows when their time is. Therefore we tell them, to be Mesif Michel Alakedish. Add from simple times for holy times. In other words, instead of taking in Shabbos the last minute, like many people do, the last minute rush, come benchlicht, and they say that no matter when Shabbos comes in, if it's 8 o'clock or if it's 4 o'clock, it always comes in as a surprise. No, you mean it? So Shabbos already all know how to be. Really, it doesn't matter what time it's going to be. You have those people that literally to the wire they're down. Uh, I won't talk about Nashim Tzitkaniyas that come definitely five minutes before this man to light their candles so they can give tzedakah, prepare themselves properly, do the have the proper thoughts. Machshavis. But you have those mundane people that cut it way too close. And they're not sure exactly was it actually Shabbos or not. He knows every second and moment. And can go into Shabbos like the hair with, with of a hair. It seems 
it seems as if he's finished during that day. HaKadosh Baruch involves himself in the work of creation, Mamish, until Shabbos came in. And so it saw that he finished his entire work. It looked almost like it was on Shabbos. Vos in mir. What do we know about HaKadosh Baruch Hu's clock? Where he knows exact. We set our times, we set the Shkia, the sunset, the Tzitzikichovim, the Ben Hashemosh's time, and all this on clocks, on this, on systems, and, and then 42 seconds, and 26 seconds, etc. Now, with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows exactly when Shabbos begins. And therefore, although it looked like to us it was Shabbos, HaKadosh Baruch Hu knew what he was doing. But I got to tell you folks, if you see your neighbor getting out of their car and you think it's Shabbos, don't think they're God. But don't say anything either. Look away. You never know what happened. And how Chasashalom or Achman al-Islam, they got caught at such a time and ended up coming home so late. And you can trust a Jew to know that they didn't mean it. And the entire time, getting where they had to go, they were biting biting their nails, biting their teeth. They were just not happy campers. Whereas a Kaddish Baruch who knows exactly when it is. But we still need to understand. It's not really prohibited. When we're talking about Chutasayda, a hair breath, it was allowed. It was allowed, it was not yet Shabbos. But why push it? Why procrastinate until then? Another thing. Tata tells us not stories, life lessons. What do we need to take from this and learn from this? I hope I can finish this year. <clears throat> Perhaps we could say. The way HaKadosh Baruch Hu stresses this and did the Malacha till the last second He's teaching us the value of every second As we said before, those people sitting and waiting till the Mechidah's mitzvahs till the mitzvahs are sold If you give me a score, it's the modern Shabbos Ayin Zayin Amit Beis 77 Side two. With the mother very beautifully, eloquently says, There is nothing that Akadish Baruch Hu created for naught, for no reason. Now, interesting because, first of all, generally we talk positives. 
in the positive sense, we would say everything HaKadosh Baruch created was for a purpose. Here it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't create anything in this world for naught. Chazal say, every item, every thought pattern, every second has a mission, has something that we need to do. If to that last second before Shabbos you have something that you can accomplish a mitzvah, Kash Baruch shows us how to fulfill every last second. Unfortunately, we are not privy to that last, when that last second is. And although, especially in the time of COVID, the era of COVID, where many people have been putting on film um, via Zoom, there's been more than one time, or via video, or FaceTime, or WhatsApp video, whatever it might be, there were plenty of times where I had to look at my watch ten times as we were putting on film with somebody over the phone. Hopefully, it was the Mitzvah Baba Vira. So in this work, HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes it easier for us to understand the pertinence, the relevance of each and every second. How we need to savor the moment. Fulfill it. A Jew that sits and learns Teda Alaveda all day long according to Halacha he is obligated to every spare moment learning Teda his friend on the other hand who is a businessman is Yitzhak he does a little bit of learning in the morning or in the afternoon that fits in in the score at home, the Gemara Menachis, Sadiq Tesamad Beis talks about 99, side 2 talks about Perik Echad Arvis. But him, if he learns 23 hours and 59 minutes a day, and one minute he wastes, come on, let's Come on, let's He falls into the Rahman al level. The modern Sanhedrin Sadiq Tessam at the beginning, at the end of Amar Aleph, keep his score at home. Tvar Hashem Bozo. Embarrassing the words of God. Come on, Al-Islam. That one second. But the idea is everyone has their mission. The Baal Eitzik has his, the Yeshua'el has his. And the tafkid of the Yeshua'el is to sanctify all his keiches of Limitatera. All his strengths and everything that he does. He has a spare moment that he doesn't 
apply it, he's causing literally the creation of the world to go for naught. This is Shaylin Shechonarach. A person that sits and learns Torah all day long, but literally, no breaks. Tefillin is put on the mantia teres Hashem b'ficha. Since you can't learn all day long, you put on the tefillin so that you'd have the words of Torah in your mouth. But if a person is learning all day long, does he need to put on film? This is not the same question as a tree falling in in an empty forest, does it make a sound? And it's not the same question as are there colors in a dark closet? This is a true McCoy, the real McCoy. Does he have to put on film? Man of Kimina. It's different. The difference is if you'd have to make a bracha while putting on film or not. Because the truth is, he can put on the film while he's learning. But does he have to make a bracha? Is he obligated to make a bracha, a blessing, if he doesn't have the obligation of putting on the film to begin with? Not going into pshat, into pshat now. I actually wrote this as a mitzvah pshat. Everyone has their mission, and this has many ramifications for us. We merited to live into the sixth millennium, literally towards the end. A Jew will come and argue. What can I add already to the work of the generations that were before me? Forefathers, Moshe, Nevi'im, Tenoim, etc. Who is it? I'm sorry. We had the forefathers. Meshir Rabbeinu, the Nevi'im, the Tanayim, the Rebbes, in our understanding of great people. What are we adding in this final moment? Therefore, Kodesh Baruch Hu comes and shows us Yayim Ashvi, a hair breath into the last seconds to teach us that even in this last moment we have a mission to complete. And it's Dafka our 
service that fills and tips the boat. This is the mission of our sixth millennium. This brings the entire creation of the world into its fruition, into its completion. Keeping score at home is at the end of the Gemara Summit. Tamid. Yem Shekulei Shabbos Menucha L'chayi Elam. Pasha talks about the creation of person and the first mitzvahs that he was commanded. As we said before, not to eat from the eights of us. From the words of the Medish it comes out, as we spoke before, and we mentioned, if you give me a score at home, the Yomara Sanhedrin Lamachesim Abayz, that tells us that this comes out Shachias, the ninth hour. Three hours left of the day. How? Adam Elishin was not the child of a husband and wife, of a union of parents, who perhaps had improper thoughts, God forbid, or anything of the sort. Or maybe the mikvah wasn't kosher, mm-hmm. or the whatever might could go wrong, Hashem, sometimes, in the birth of a child that's born regular in the world. This is not from any kind of union. God Himself created this man. Seriously. He couldn't control Himself. The third hour of the day, the third of the day only. There are many deep secrets stories, events that come around that surround the sin of the tree of knowledge we need to find a simple explanation of the Pasuk it says the, the most powerful Pasuk is a simple explanation and therefore we need to reveal how it's possible. What can we take out, derive from this parsha, from the Teda? The Teda comes to the word Hiro lesson. The mission of the Yitzhara being created in the world, as we said before, is to drive the man crazy, to fight with them to twist their heads, to turn their heads, to give them strength and to give them freedom of choice. The Yitzhahara, on the other hand, tries to deceive the person and get them to do the most outlandish. This mission of the Yitzhahara, he does very well. Fullheartedly. And he knows very well how to twist and turn 
to deceive and to totally confuse. And he comes in with a smile and he comes in with a mind-twisting, mind-boggling expression to be able to complete his mission. Since that's his whole system, his whole Indian, his whole matara as we call it, to hold back a person, to refrain a person from doing the want of God, he takes it very serious. From the person's aspect, from the God aspect, time. So it's possible that this actual thing itself is very, very simple. Well, this mitzvah has many different owners to it. The Yitzhahara twists and turns everything in order to get the person not to do it. Therefore, it's possible that the conflict that the Yitzhahara causes not just on a mitzvah drabonon or a custom a mini Yisrael which is negated to the neshama of the person as we spoke about hakafis being an, a, a minig tafka these mitzvahs drabonon or the minhagim have the most chashivas and chassidus explains according based on the words of the Chazal of Kivin Skorhom, Gemara Shabbos, Kuf Yud Ches Amid Beis, 118, side 2. Avuch v'mahiyev ha'zoyir t'vei yiyesim. Father, what mitzvah are you the most careful about? Each neshama has mitzvah, special mitzvahs that is tied to their mission in life. To their existence in this world. And therefore, they need to be very careful when it comes to mitzvahs and customs. Especially the ones that are their life missions. He scored only one sukkah and beis him at Aleph. Whatever is greatest for the person, the Yitzhah is greater than that. The greatest of people has Maises Chashivas greater and stronger. And therefore the Yitzhahara manages to convince to brainwash the person in a way that they really wonder and they perplex how, how do I get out of this how do I turn away how do I tell him no
And this is therefore the whole mission that we are put through. This is what the Chet Eitzadas explains to us, the sin of the tree of knowledge. Tafka because a person is a Yitzir Kapov. Tafka a person that was created by God's very hand. Tafka because he is so valuable, so holy, that he was commanded about the Eitz Hadas. As we understand and see the great downfall that he experienced from it. And therefore taking taking advice, taking counsel from the Yitzhara, the Nachash Akadmeni. But he went and came up with every given secret that he could pull out of his hat. So what we take to learn from this, when a person sees that his Yitzhara is really putting him up to something nasty, needs to work very hard especially to stop that. One needs to try ultra hard to refrain from Chas doing any kind of sins. This mitzvah, this Aveda, this is his whole existence. And that's why the Yitzhahara is so involved and works so hard to get the person to Chas do this. And therefore the person needs to understand here I need to draw my business, my line. Here I need to stop. We hear the story of Cain and Hevel. The two brothers. One whose carbon was accepted and one whose carbon wasn't. And Cain, it says in the Passover, Yemek Cain, El Hevel Achiv, to his Hevel, his brother. He was trying to deceive him to make him feel like a brother and when he kills him Agarish Baruch says where is your brother what do you mean where is his brother we know exactly where his brother is he just killed him, he buried him he's asking where is that brotherly love that you just exhibited you just showed such great brotherly love what happened But he kills him, and he regrets it. And with great regret, he does tshuva. And he has a child called Chanoich. Loshen of Chinuch, education. And names the city Chanoich. And later we hear about another Chanoich. This parish spans about almost a thousand years. So obviously we don't get every detail of what happened every generation, every day on a daily basis. Pasha tells us about these two people, as we said now, the son of Cain and the city that was named after Hanoich. And then we find one of the Shays' children also by the name of Hanoich. And it says, 
Esolikim Venenu Kilekachesolikim. He died very young. Why does the Tata tell us about this second story? We understand. This is part of the birth of the generations. Why does the Tata tell us that Cain built a city and called it Kanaich? What lesson do we have from that? And the explanation we take from this, when there are two people, these two people, they are totally opposites. Cain killed his brother, Hevel, and went against all mankind. And then built the city, a symbol, to show the world how he tries to do tshuva. The second Hanukkah was a tzaddik in his own right, and had nothing to do with the actual world. And therefore, he was taken very young. The story of the two Hanukkahs teaches us a lesson and a controversy, the opposite. A person does not have the right to be a tzaddik and disconnected from the world. Although he's a tzaddik, his work cannot be detached from the world and not through Hashpah himself, but rather he needs to impress the entire generation in the world. So much so, till the end where Akadosh takes him. We learn from these two people called Hanaych the need for the feeling, need for the existence of the two extremes. From one side, the attachment to Akadosh Baruch Hu, and the total uninvolvement of the world. From the other side, the building of the world, the settling of the world, the Aved of a Jew that needs to come from the two Kavan, the two s- pillars, although sometimes it deviates a little bit. This is the ways that comes Sairuchnius itself and the going down to building the world. This symbolizes the two people called Hanaych, and therefore it gives us the inheritance of the way to show us how Tshuva and Maisim are affected and come into play in our daily life. May we take the Shabbos Shabbos Breishis so that we can take the Shabbos Shabbos Breishis we merit as we bench the new Chedish and it's Machar Chedish Sunday and Monday is Chedish we should bench it in Yerushalayim Yerak Chedish with Sanhedrin Agdeva with Melech HaMashiach with Shabbos to all